for me, just seeing womanhood, when I see a woman walk into a room and her confidence is on 10,000, that's something different. Mm. That's different. Yeah. I'm extremely passionate about helping corporate professionals transition into entrepreneurship. So I had to share the one thing, the number one thing that helped me develop as an entrepreneur, and that's the morning meetup. I joined the morning meetup specifically for the structure because I'm, I'm leaving corporate America, so I'm used to those morning huddles. We got our sales, we know what our goals are, and we get our day started. So I was missing that for two years before I even found the morning meetup. Now, the second thing that I really, really benefited from was the revenue. Revenue generating activities was not necessarily a thing before 2021. Now, I had my LLC, I had my website, I had a few clients here and there, but the momentum really took off as soon as I got around like-minded individuals and people who really knew the struggles that I was already dealing with that I could get over my fear of sales and communicating my value and putting myself out there on social media the friends that I've developed the mentors and the mentees that I've that I've created relationships with everything has really created this environment for us to thrive as entrepreneurs so if you want to develop as an entrepreneur you're leaving corporate america and you're trying to figure out how do i get my footing in entrepreneurship then the morning meetup will definitely be a game changer for you you can learn with us you can grow with us and i didn't even mention that we have a book club join us in the community let's get started today you will not regret it Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I have the fabulous Miss Mercedes Bell here to join me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> it's crazy how social media works because we are actually a part of the same community, and yes. I didn't actually know that until we were just communicating organically in, um, in the DMs and in our, in our uh, comments and stuff, and really, like, we were like, oh. We kind of clicked. And you told me your story. I think that's what it was. And I was like, oh, I got to get on a call with her. Yes. So we hopped on Zoom and you told me your story. And I was super amazed. One, because you took a chance on yourself. Yes. Two, because you really saw more for yourself. And you decided to go out there and figure out what it was. So um, um, without too, going too far into your story, would you mind <laughs> taking it away and introducing yourself to the folks? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Mercedes. I own Say Clean Cleaning Services here in Atlanta. It's for residential clients. Um, I actually started this business in 2018, and then when COVID hit, I knew it was go time. <laughs> I knew it was go time. My phone started ringing, and I said, this is something that you should take serious, and this is something that you wanted. You wanted a business. Let's move. Yes. <laughs> it's time to move your feet. And from that point on, it's been execution ever since. Yes. I love it. So tell us a little bit more. So you do residential cleaning. What What is your like um, business entail? So with my business, I actually just... I go mm -hmm. like I, I literally go I started watching people on TikTok and I was just like they make cleaning seem so easy and just so like it frees your mind and mm -hmm. I was just like I growing up believe it or not I had the dirtiest room <laughs> the dirtiest room like if my parents were in this room right now they would tell you she had paper clothes <laughs> Toys, just the whole world in my room on the floor. <laughs> the and my mom used to say, like, this is a fire hazard. You need to make a fire line. So if anything happens, you can run out of the room. Mm. And I was like, why are you talking about me? <laughs> like, 
I don't like that. So just over time, as I got older and um, as I experienced roommates, I was just like cleanliness as a woman, like is very important. And I was just like, you don't have to make cleaning look like a 1800s maid. You don't have to do that. And you can make cleaning look nice. You can make it look suitable and it doesn't have to be a woman's job. And just after watching other people um, form their businesses on the internet, I said, I can do that and I can make it look good <laughs> and I can make a, like literally an internet sensation out of this. Like that is my end game and that's my goal. And you really do make it look good. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, I wonder if she clean. <laughs> she is really, really cute. Like you're like, you know, model like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, if, if America's Next Top Model had a challenge and they had to literally go and clean and, and take pictures, yeah. I feel like that would be, that would be your challenge and you would be like, Right? Like, don't forget the smiles. Don't forget the smiles. <laughs> Giving face Definitely. with the sponge like. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you really do make it look cute. You you shared a little bit about your story, like from childhood. Um, so I definitely want to get into that. When you said like, you know, cleanliness is important, girl. I'm thinking back to my own childhood and the fire hazard. Like I was like, oh. I feel like my mother told me that too. Yes. But that is so insulting. Girl, I'm like, okay, look, my friends would be like, okay, we going over your house. <laughs> my best friend be like, we can't take a picture in here. I'm like, girl, why not? Girl, <laughs> why to see you now yes. cleaning homes. I think this is a full circle moment, so we have to get into that for sure. Yes. Now, when did you? You said you started your business in 2018. So tell us a little bit about your background. Like, did you you first. Well, you were in corporate America and then you left or you had your nine to five and then you left? Yes. So when I lived, I'm from Kansas City. So when I lived in Kansas City, I just started like just applying for jobs. And I was just like, just something to make me money and just something to pass time. Like, that's easy, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, it was harder. Like, honestly, I won't say that entrepreneurship is easier, but when you have a mindset and you have a goal that feels easier than waking up and applying to 37,000 jobs mm. and they have to call you and they have to pick you out of 17 other people like I felt like I don't need to be in competition with anyone like um, I'm suitable to work any job yeah and that whether I had a college degree or not I went to college and I did not finish and sometimes I regret that but then when I think about it I was just like would you be doing what you're doing now Absolutely not. Absolutely, <laughs> like, right. absolutely not. Mm. And honestly, I feel like what I'm doing now makes more of an impact than if I would have went to college and continued going through nursing. And I understand that saving lives is like, you know, that sounds nice, but saving homes when my person at time, it makes my heart smell. Girl, I'm currently looking for someone right now, so I might actually have to get some stuff. We, we can talk about it. <laughs> we can absolutely. talk about it. So you went to school for nursing. Yes. When you were growing up, were you the type of person that's like, I want to take care of people and that's why I want to be a nurse? How did you develop your passion for like, you know, nursing? It was my mom. Mm -hmm. So my mom would make us like Christmas carol to everybody, <laughs> like embarrassingly, so sing to everybody. We would go to church and like pass out like 
um, food and do things like that. So everything about her was just so loving and caring. I just feel like I just started to take on those traits and I was just like, I just want to help. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to school, um, I got my CNA in high school and I would started listening to all the people that they were bringing into the program that I was in and the lady was in the Navy and she just kept saying like, um, if you don't want to help, this is not this is not the job for you. And I just kept saying like, I want to help, I want to mm -hmm. help. But mm -hmm. the Navy was not for me. <laughs> but why not? Uh, <laughs> only because like when I started to listen to stories about the Navy, they were saying like you gotta like basically pass out. Like you have to go underwater oh, and pass yes. out and then bring yourself back and do all this. And yes. that's it. Am I strong enough for that? Mm. I could have been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but you I didn't, didn't want to figure it out. Like, we're not today <laughs> I didn't think that was a part of my journey yeah but as far as like just helping and things like that mm -hmm. my mom just always instilled in us of you help other people it wasn't even about the blessings that you receive back it's the passion that you truly have and being genuine in helping yeah and it's so much important like it's so many important principles to put towards as far as being a helpful person like when you meet someone who is like super helpful, aren't you like grateful for them? Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. When even my friends, like my friend did my makeup this morning. <laughs> and when I tell you, I sent her a voice memo like, I am so grateful for you. I love you. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> That's what a friend does. Absolutely. But a helpful person yeah. always steals your heart yeah. just easily. But I just feel like I got that from my mom, just mm. being helpful. I love that. I have this um, relationship that I'm developing with like serving leadership and helping others. And as an entrepreneur, I'm learning that like there's a balance between giving and mm -hmm. then like protecting your value, right? Definitely. So like now that you're an entrepreneur, that I'm sure that that's that saying like helping is is in you. Of course, how you mentioned um, your cleaning business is impactful in a different way. So like, what was your mindset at the time, like as a child? And do you remember your parents ever telling you what to do from a career perspective and how to get money? So honestly, me and my sister, I'm a twin. So me and my sister battle about this like all the time. And we have these conversations about like what we will do for our children. My parents, obviously I had spoke with you about this earlier. <laughs> my dad, my dad owns a detailing semi truck business. And he also does like other little things on the side. And then my mom, she works as an accountant and just them just working all of the time like my mom spent most of like my adolescence in school and like she was just literally like hold on y'all just give me one second right 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 reading just taking in the information and i feel like just over a time my parents just kept saying go to school go to school go to school go to school i didn't know what i wanted to go to school for like yeah, I feel like I'm a gorgeous lady and like being a doctor was cool, but I did not <laughs> I did not want to go to school for all that time. Like I felt like whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to get right, right to now. it and I wanted yeah. to be able to just flow with it. Mm. So as far as um, like in my childhood, um, my parents did not speak to us about that. Like I believe, well, excuse me, my mom is a first generation of graduating college with her master's. No one in my family has done that on my mom or my dad's side. And so like seeing her do that, she conquered so much. And I was just like, well, whatever I do has to be the best. Yeah. 
And just with my dad, I call my dad for business advice all the time. I'm like, Daddy, help me, please. He's like, girl, you got this. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, you're my daughter. Like, I've talked to you my whole life. You should have been listening. And I'm like, I thought I was. I thought I was listening. And he's like, well, then you would already know this answer. And I sit down and I write in my journal. I already know the answer. (laughs) You're like, I already know the answer. Mm. Like, just even when I speak to people, I already know the answer. I ask questions that I already know the answer to. Mm -hmm. And like, what's crazy about that is that sometimes when you get inside of your head, you're defeating you. Yeah. Like every time. Just even when I spoke to you about anxiousness, I'm defeating myself Mm. by being anxious. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show you that just like it's important of knowing who you are and where you want to go. Yeah. So just to answer your question, my parents did not tell me where I needed to go, but I had to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. You and you are, you did. And like yeah. that's why your dad is like, you got this. Yes. You mentioned that you you and your twin debate about this, right? Yes. It sounds like your parents, even though and I, you would have to ask them to know if they were intentionally planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but the debate between you and your sister, like, is it like, oh, I want to, I want to um, teach my child children to be like entrepreneurs, or I want them? It's, it's like that. That's the conversation. So yes. <laughs> I always tell her, like, in the beginning, she works for corporate America. She works at a a doctor's office and just like she's talking to patients all day long. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally like, girl, just work for yourself. (laughs) Like, why don't you want to do that? And she's like, can I work my nine to five? Can I be bossy? She's like, can I do this? And I say, yeah, Yeah. but something else, like, Okay, when you start finding reasons as to why you don't like your job, don't come to me and talk to me about it. I'm gonna listen. Yeah. I'm gonna listen, but I'm gonna laugh at you because <laughs> I told you. This was gonna happen. Yes, I told okay. you. And even when she speaks like, dang, I need to do this in my job and I need to do this in my job. And I'm like, you can do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can do it for yourself. You can do it for yourself. And now, guess where she's at? In esthetician school. Oh, she wants to be a business owner? Yes. She wants to be a beauty she like does. a beautician? Yes. Or excuse me. So she's trying to do facials mm, and skincare. Um, yes, skincare, mm. body sculpting, the whole nine. Nice. And I told her, do it. Do it. Do it. And every time I speak to her, we're speaking numbers. <laughs> we're speaking numbers. I'm like, look, if you have a business with three rooms and you have three employees working in these rooms, if they take on four to eight clients a day, that's an easy thousand. And if three of them are working at the same time, Three, four thousand. How does that sound? Mm. And she's like, girl. Yes, for the business. Yes. Look, yes. So she's gonna, you're gonna be the first person she comes to when it's time to build her business to scale. I am not ready because she's my sister. So she's gonna be like, why are you trying to tell me what to do? I, I'm trying to grow your business. What, what do you wanna do? Look, <laughs> like, what do look, you wanna do? Ready, they, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So even I'm if it's not you, you uh, it'll be someone. And the information that you probably already told her, because sad to say, sometimes we hear it 10 or three or four times. And then we finally click when someone says, says it who's not related, who we don't even know. Now like, it's magic. Yeah, because our friends are like, wait a minute, I just told you that. This is some like, new information, but anywho. So you're in Kansas City. Yes. Um, your mom is an accountant. Your dad owns his own business. And you're starting to really just kind of learn that you like to help people. Yes. So you're not forced, but because we are told that we need to go to college, mm-hmm. you picked nursing as a major. Yes. 
and then you decided you didn't graduate. So like what what stopped you from graduating? What um, made that transition happen? So honestly, very vulnerable moment right now. <laughs> so I started taking birth control and I started doing that because of my menstrual cycle. Mm. And it was super important to me that I would be able to focus on my life and still be a woman at the same time. So during that time, the birth control that I was taking was making me so sick, like throwing up every single day. And I believe I used that as a defense mechanism as to why I should not be successful. And I, it's crazy, I, self-defeat. Wow. <laughs> like literally, so I would take the, birth control and it would just make me sick and I would not be able to go to class. I would not be able to study. And I used that as a, um, as a time filler, crazy as it sounds. I used that as a time filler, skipped out on class and I ended up flunking out. This is my first time publicly saying this. So hello everyone in college. So that's what happened. <laughs> but. Um, I ended up flunking out of college and I was so embarrassed um, when I tell you that I was even talking to my friend. I'm like, look, I'm about to make up an obituary <laughs> to write to the, um, <laughs> so that they think that I'm passing away. Not that I, I would rather them think I was dead. <laughs> no, not for me, but just like just a random person. passed away yes. and that was my excuse. Yes, I and that's why I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I, it was sad. Well, you know what, it that's was what, sad. Shame. So yes. it's, it's good to see you like kind of acknowledging that. It's really good to see you like being proud enough to say yes. that that's what you were experiencing. I was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I was a mess. I got you. <laughs> but we're, we're together now. Yes. <laughs> we got it together. <laughs> but so yes, I ended up flunking out and I went back home to Kansas City. So I went to school in Joplin, Missouri to Missouri Southern State University. Mm. And then I came back home and I, my self-esteem, my thought process just tanked, just completely tanked. This was the first thing that I've ever started and I did not finish. And it really, it took my brain somewhere else that I could not, I couldn't get out of because it was just like, how could you not finish looking at a book, reading the words, and taking a test. Like, it made me question my own intelligence over and over and over again. So when I came back home to Kansas City, I went to community college. When I went to community college, I was just like, girl, you do not belong here. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? And just over and over again, I was just like, what am I doing? I don't, I don't like this. I don't like sitting in class. I took my first, I took an English class in community college. And the man, when I tell you, I struggled so hard to write that paper. <laughs> he gave me a C. Mm. I was mad at him as if I wasn't the one who wrote it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so mad. I was just like, how could you give me a C? Like, my pride was so, it was larger than this room. Like, mm. I, I did not understand. And then just, I started taking jobs that like just were jobs, but it, it was just crazy. Like ugh, I, I couldn't. So yes. I would say my life kind of mirrors yours in a sense that, well, I worked really hard at a at a um, subject that I really wasn't interested in. Like I spent almost ten years of my life in data and finance, 
And there were times when like simple assignments that I needed to do at work or in my in my um, college career, and I just didn't do it. So when you said like I'm looking at the paper, like all I have to do is read, and then I just have to write. To me, I feel like that means that you weren't necessarily like interested in it. Period. At all. So like when you yeah, when you look back <laughs> at it, do you see that? How do you look back at it? Like in terms of seeing that you were in a place of like, dang, all I had to do was read and write. How do you um, make sense of it to yourself? So I did not realize it until um, I went to a dinner and my friend, I, I went there and my friends call me a crybaby because I'm always crying about something. <laughs> so when I, I actually, when they called me a crybaby in this very moment, I said, I will not be that person and I will not let anyone else experience me as a crybaby. Okay. And when I went to the dinner, my friends, my friend, like, she was looking at me. She was like, Mercedes, you look stressed. Like, let's let's free that up. What's wrong? And I was just like, so much is going on. Like, I don't know what to do. And she said, honestly, like, it may be because you did not complete college. Mm -hmm. Like, when in college, you learn the struggles of how to, like, literally appropriate stress in your life mm -hmm. and you literally like you have to once once you are in college and you start like scheduling out and you actually get organized with it mm -hmm. that's when you understand it mm -hmm. and she was like you're trying to do this with real life and you're trying to organize it and understand it and sometimes it doesn't make sense so that's why you're stressed and she was like i learned to stop stressing <laughs> once i started like completing things and being good at them and I was just looking at her like, thank you, Angel. <laughs> like, thank you so much. And I went home and I cried the whole night. And I cried the whole night. And I said, this is the last time that I will be a crybaby. And this is the last time that I will let stress overcome me. And this is like, what, this is like a couple months ago. So in my business, it was very, um, very interesting for me as far as like finding employees. Um, I got my first bad review like it was it was crazy mm. and I was just like you need to get your organization together mm -hmm. and you need to get your mind together you need to organize your thoughts you need to get organized mm. and that was the moment for me that was just like let's do it like let's roll like I do still struggle with anxiousness but <laughs> like a little meditation a little journaling it helps yeah but just all in all it's just like this is a journey and we're I was watching a video on Kanye West and he was just like people only say what they think other people want to hear but once you start speaking just effortlessly you will feel yourself you will feel who you are you will know who you are and I just I started speaking like that and I was like I'm not a crybaby I'm a businesswoman how, sh how should I position my life how should I position the way I speak how should I position the way I stand how should I walk as a woman <laughs> like that's a, it's that's powerful a, it, it really is this is the third time you've mentioned um like the like the woman concept right mm -hmm. like as a woman you want to you've decided who you want to show up as um and how you should show up so like when you think about i'm curious about like the motif of like womanhood mm -hmm. and how you come to like understand um, what womanhood means to you. So would you mind like sharing a little bit about like what what you feel like woman, womanhood means to you and um, what others don't necessarily understand about it potentially? 
I just growing up when watching my mom just continuously study and study and study I felt like she had a point to prove okay but just all in all she was trying to prove that to herself okay. like she was just like I have children I have three kids I'm gonna make a living for myself. I'm going to be a woman. I'm, I'm still gonna cook. My mom gets up till this day. She still gets up and she will cook her little sausage and her little eggs. <laughs> like, and she was like, that's a part of my womanly duties. And I always used to think that like, my mom never taught me how to be a woman, but I didn't realize that all I had to do was watch. So like when I meet other women, I'm just like, oh, that's how to be a woman? Like all of this, and honestly, I already knew. Like, remember, <laughs> you already, already knew. <laughs> I already knew. Yeah. And just like, for me, just seeing womanhood, when I see a woman walk into a room and her confidence is on 10,000, that's something different. Mm. That's different. Yeah. Like, it is not a lot of women. Women struggle with self-esteem. They struggle with confidence. Mm. They struggle with speaking. <clears throat> as well as they struggle with love because one when you get in a relationship women confuse even when moms like over are super overbearing to their sons they're struggling with love Ooh. like it, it's kind of scary mm. like and they like date their sons and you know the weird stuff yeah. <laughs> like but it's true yeah. that it that happens because mm -hmm. you're struggling with love mm -hmm. and as a woman where were you taught to love it's hard and it's interesting as you go on through your journey, you watch your relationships with people, you watch your friendships, um, you watch your, excuse me, platonic, you watch your um, intimate relationships, and then you watch how you speak to other people. And just seeing women, like, excuse me, not just women, but when you see us, I don't even wanna say strong woman. I do not like that phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not like the strong woman phrase because when, like I said, I became a crybaby. Mm -hmm. So like being a strong woman is just like, it doesn't fit my stature because I'm more than just strong. Like I can lift this whole table up. <laughs> like, does that make me a strong woman? Like honestly, like I was saying, with love, with confidence, self-esteem, and just the way that you speak, I feel like being a woman is having those things together. And I feel like those are the hardest things to put together. Mm. And I struggled with self-esteem. I struggled with confidence. I struggled with speaking and I struggled with love. I've had all of those as obstacles in my life. And I said, I will conquer them. I was listening to um, Donnie and David's interview the other day and Donnie was like, how hard is it to just fix the situation? <laughs> like, how hard is it to get over an argument in a relationship? How hard is it? Mm -hmm. It's easy yeah. if you talk. What did I say earlier? All I had to do was read and take the test. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. when you say it like that, it's so simple. Yeah. But being a woman is literally like... The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. 
It's being structured. Hmm. It's li- it's literally the concept of being a woman is already structured out for us. Being beautiful, being nice, and being sweet is a plus. Being beautiful, being nice, and being sweet is a plus. So what's the foundation that makes a woman? And do you feel like it's any different than what makes a man? Oh, yes. Tell me more. Yes. So like, <laughs> for me, <laughs> The foundation of being a woman is honestly knowing who you are. But I honestly feel like that's for everybody. Yeah. That that is that is a common core for every single human being that's walking around this earth. If you don't know who you are, you will stand for nothing mm-hmm. and you will do anything. Yeah. That's sad. That is a sad life to live. Absolutely. And that is a very um no guidance life. <laughs> and <Lost>. very very <laughs> like and I've been there. I have definitely been there after um, I lost a child once and that's how I felt. No direction, no nothing. And that's when I learned I need to be a woman. I need to be a woman and I need to get like my feelings together (laughs) and I need to get um, when I speak to people together and I need to get my confidence together and I need to get my love together the way I love people like helping I've always wanted to help I started overcompensating I overcompensated in my business Mm. I overcompensated in my personal life giving things to people that did not deserve it my Mm. energy my time or anything yeah like the whole foundation of being a woman or being a person is knowing who you are Mm. if you don't know who you are you're just doing stuff I agree you mentioned like the four things that make a woman <clears throat> a woman. And the reason I'm curious about this is also because you stood on this statement in the beginning when you were talking about your business, like cleaning is not just a woman's role, right? And so as I'm understanding like the way that you um, view womanhood, one, I do understand like, okay, us knowing who we are, it's a, it's a universal like law. And then you mentioned <laughs> love, confidence, um, Self-esteem. Self-esteem and... Speaking. Speaking, right? What were some of those experiences in any one of those buckets that helped you come into your womanhood? Um, like I said, when I lost the child, mm-hmm. I did not feel like a woman. Mm, tell me Like, what? I felt like I failed as a woman. Mm. And that was the first, after college, that happened after college. Mm. And I felt like I failed failed as a woman. I was just like, how can you be a woman and you can't hold a baby? Mm-hmm. And I sat down with the guy I was going to have a child with, his mom, and she said, you can still have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a eptoctic pregnancy, so the baby got stuck in my tube. Mm. And so she was like, well, you're born with two, so you can have another child. Pull it together. And I was just sitting there like, girl (laughs) what do you mean there's two in my body (laughs) like she was like yes like take precautions and next time just be careful with how you take care of your body and I said okay we can do that and just over time that built excuse me although all of these things in my life were crushed I said, let me start working on one by one Mm -hmm. by one by one. Mm -hmm. Now I am still single, so love. (laughs) Love is a little questionable. (laughs) When I tell you Mm -hmm. I started dating myself, Mm -hmm. I am fun. (laughs) I've had a ball. Yes, if you don't enjoy your company, nobody (laughs) can. Yes. So when you say, you know, 
you didn't feel like a woman during that experience. What do you know now about that girl who didn't feel like a woman that you didn't know before? Like, what do you know now? What would you tell her in terms of, she's like, I don't feel like a woman. Like, how would you address that specific thought? Not like, okay, you can have another baby. I get it. That's like the move on. Like, that is the realistic part of it. But I really want to speak to that girl who, and that woman who experiences those those like natural things as a woman like c-sections make us not feel like women um miscarriages make us feel not like we're not women but how, how what do you know now about womanhood that you didn't know before loving yourself loving yourself is like the most important thing that you can do mm-hmm. two years ago when i first got to atlanta i started modeling mm-hmm. and when i tell you <laughs> They start calling me a dark-skinned model. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that I was considered dark-skinned. And I was just like, okay. And it's nothing. Love, I love all shades of people, and I love all people. I don't care what you look like. You could have no hair, no eyebrows, no nothing. I'm okay with that. Like, I love people. I love your energy, and I love your aura. But when I got here, and they were like, over the... Like, overlooking me it doesn't even see this face <laughs> they're like but but your body doesn't look like this mm-hmm. and you don't look like that your lips ain't big enough like all of this and that like they gave you that kind of feedback went in oh, <laughs> they honestly the um the guy of the modeling agency was just like you look better skinny and i was just like i thought i was skinny okay i okay look <laughs> The stomach was pudging. Okay. <laughs> it, it had a pudge. Okay. And that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. It but is okay. when other people say it to you, it's just like, you see me. Like, mm-hmm. I already don't feel like I'm on top of the world. I don't feel top tier. But, like, you when, you, when someone says that to you, it's just like, dang. Like, you see the pudge, too? <laughs> like, I don't like that. So what would you say you started to love yourself? I started to love myself actually the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. um i had i was in a relationship and when i exited the excuse me i started to question mercedes i started to question my womanhood and i was just like you're literally doing anything like now you're not I started to question how I loved. I started to question my looks. And I started to, after that man had said that to me, I started to question my weight and everything. And I was just like, I want to be skinny. And just my brain did something to make me not eat. Like, I I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My brain made me not eat. Mm. I I was not hungry. I had no appetite. And I just started dropping weight. Mm. Just scary weight would you say that's like like you experienced anorexia no i was not that skinny but it was giving it's more less was, of like <laughs> the, the the physical aspect of it but when it comes to anorexia um and and like body dysmorphia we're looking at ourselves and we're saying like okay you could you could you could stand to lose a little bit of weight in this so from a mindset perspective do you feel like you were experiencing somewhat of like what extreme anorexia experience people experience 
when I used to get stressed or very uncomfortable, I would just stop eating. Mm. And it started to bother me because I'm just like, girl, why are you not hungry? And when people ask questions, I'm like, huh? Mm. <laughs> like, no, I'm just not hungry. So like, out. yeah, like I, I just didn't feel it. And actually, you even saying that out loud, that may have been what I was going through. Mm. Like, I didn't even notice mm -hmm. until people start saying like, ooh, I see your waist now, like you look good. And when people started saying that to me, I was just like, you don't love yourself right now. You're not loving yourself. Your face is breaking out. Forget the pudge. This, this isn't about the pudge. This is up here. Mm -hmm. this, this is the, the defeat in your brain. Like you're defeating yourself right now. Mm. And when I learned that, that's when I was just like, Mercedes, let's take a step back. What about yourself do you like? Mm -hmm. What do you like? I start saying, I like my nails being done. Mm -hmm. I like my feet being done. I like when I look moisturized. At the beginning of this year, I said I will not call myself fat. I will not pick at my face. I did it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take care of it. But I started to take care of my body and I started like just drinking water like crazy. Nice. And I just said, let's practice small little things mm -hmm. to get you where you need to be. And I started praying every morning, like literally waking up by my seat praying. And it just impacted my day differently. Um, even when I spoke to myself, I was just like, let's say positive things. Like I said with the you with you for the Secret to Success podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm with myself all day. I'm controlling my thoughts. I'm saying what I need to say. And just over and over and over and over again, everything that I was saying to myself was shelling out in my conversations. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that, I was just like, you don't love yourself. But now I'm like more guarded on what I say to people because I was just like the energy that I'm giving out. I told you they gave me the connotation of a crybaby. That's not good. I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> If we're talking about womanhood, and mm -hmm. I hate to, I hate to like interrupt, but I feel like when it comes to women, womanhood, mm -hmm. we can make certain delineations that are black and white, but there's always gray. So when I say this, I'm speaking to the black and white. But as women, we're more emotional. We're more tapped into our emotions. And really, truly, when I have a good cry, when I finally let, let myself cry, <laughs> girl, I feel so much better. I remember being at a restoration um, um, event where I was teaching yoga at the time, and we did a little sister circle, and the woman was experiencing whatever she was, it was something in her business. And she was speaking and tried her hardest not to cry. She was just, you know, that <laughs> face when you're like, don't come and, out. And, and eventually we were like, go, let it, let it out, sis just everything comes out wow. and as soon as the tears go away still like still kind of faint tears drying up on her cheeks she smiles a genuine smile the power of tears to me is like it's like magic you know what I mean because we're holding if you imagine if I would imagine the tears that I don't cry as toxicity then it's like I'm like basically like just keeping the lid on all the toxic chemicals that I won't let out. Right. But as soon as I let that stuff burst through my eyeballs, I'm like, okay, now I can get to work. Right. So when you say that, mm -hmm. as you talk about the crybaby part, negative connotation is crybaby. Mm -hmm. But if you're in touch with your emotions, that's way better than being guarded and shelling out so that people don't see you cry. Yeah, and I 
Oprah. That. <laughs> yes. Oprah didn't get her first job. Mm-hmm. She didn't do well at the first job because she was too emotional. She was connecting with the stories too much. She was crying in at a house burning, and she's like, "How are you gonna like? What are you <laughs> Now that she is able to connect with people and talk to them, her emotions can come out whenever they want. Right. Like our emotions are our power, is what I'm trying to say. So as we like, we're talking about womanhood, and it's funny, like. I, I understand how this is tying in, like because you're now in a space where it's it's hyper um, feminine, right? It's hyper feminine, and you're also making sense of like at some point you're gonna have a male employee, right? Yes, so, I have. So <laughs> as women, our power is our crybaby, is our ability to be crybabies. That might be your superpower. That might be my superpower. There's so many women out here who don't cry. That is very true. So I think as you are, because I hear you experiencing yourself, mm-hmm. but then even and even as you like look back on like your your journey, your natural inclination is to cry, like allowing yourself to do that because I think that is what your womanhood means. Like as much as I can cry, I'll try to make myself. Sometimes I'm like, maybe <laughs> no, no tears yet. But for your ability to like naturally cleanse yourself mm-hmm. with your tears. Girl, I own that. That I, I would make a tattoo. Cry baby. <laughs> cry baby. Yes. I may need to cry in the car. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's this because um, I, I would be amazed <laughs> if, if we would like hop off of this couch and um, and we not take the time to reflect on how um, external factors play a role in who we feel like we should be. Right. And uh, try to package ourselves up in a certain way because that's what womanhood looks like and what's beautiful is that your mom is a great example of like just pouring into herself in a feminine way and then you also have dad so you kind of know what a masculine feminine balance looks like but you're also defining what womanhood looks like as you live right so let your body tell you what womanhood is because i like that yeah i like that yeah because you you can naturally be whoever you want to be and be unapologetic about it Girl. I like the way you're talking. <laughs> I like the way you're talking. Yeah, on that, sis. Um, yeah, that's, that's, your, that's, your, that's your superpower. So we haven't gotten into your transition, and it's really important for us to, like, get through, um, hear your story and how you decided to take your life into your own hands, because I think that might have been, like, one, at, at this point, one of your major life-changing decisions. So, like, what um, triggered you or... But I want to say motivated you to like move to Atlanta. So I actually, I visited Atlanta and I came down here and I had a ball. (laughs) I said Kansas City is like tiny, tiny thing. (laughs) And that is okay. But something about this vibe, something about this field does not belong to me. Mm -hmm. And I was at my job. And at the time, I owned a boutique for professional women's clothing, or young, young women wanting to dress professional. And while I was at work, I'm literally searching clothes, and I'm buying clothes from vendors and stuff. And I was just like, nobody at this job thinks like me. <laughs> like, I literally, I was just like, ugh. We're all just coming here for commission checks. Like, what is this? Like, this this is not a vibe. This is not me. Like, what are we doing? And one day my friend calls me. She had currently lived in Atlanta. She calls me and she said, come. I was like, why? 
and all I heard was money, money, <laughs> money, <laughs> black, black, <laughs> black, black, yes, black, 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 money, <laughs> money, money. I said. Okay, let me think about it. I decided in less than 10 days. Really? Absolutely. Mm. I said, I've never felt so sure. <laughs> like, and this was after all of my feelings of being conflicted about who I am and what I have going on. I just, I said, this is the first time I'm sure. Do it. Pack that car up and go. Mm. Go. I literally, I had, I moved here with a thousand dollars. And no job. <laughs> that is the first time I'm publicly saying this because I lied for so long saying that I had a job and I did not. <laughs> Look, we're releasing. releasing. I did not. And I came here and I said, whatever I'm about to do, it has to work. Whatever, it has to work. I came here with a thousand dollars and I said, go do something. Yeah. When I came here, I started modeling, making, now that seems like nothing, but back then not having a job, my little $200 gigs that would be all day mm -hmm. were worth it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know what? Okay, whatever, I'll look cute, I'll stand in the back. I don't care as long as I get paid and we can go and I can go have fun with my friends. Like that, that's all I care about. Um, Then my rent was only $400. <laughs> Yes, I had okay. two. I uh, know. Yes, I had two roommates. Okay, okay. I was like, so it was three of us. It was four hundred dollars. <laughs> when I tell you, life was sweet. <laughs> yes, life was sweet. I said, "What? I do two gigs a month. Take care of my That's rent. It. Yes, mm -hmm. and um, I have a guy who is like literally. He would give me anything I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, you're good. Like, mm -hmm. life is great. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> and then I was like. Mm. My one of my roommates had moved out and she moved into a home. When I seen her do that, I said, You better go. You, yeah. you whatever you're doing, yeah. you figured it out. Yeah. You figured it out. And we are what? She's 25 right now. I said, Yeah, I like that energy. Okay. I like that energy. Mm -hmm. And I said, Every step that I take from here on out has to be major and it has to be an impact on me. Yeah. And when she moved to a house, I said, you know what? I'm going to up my rent and I'm going to take her room. Her room was $600. Ooh. <laughs> like, hey, but when I tell you, I didn't even know if I was ready for this. I didn't know if I was prepared for this. Like I said, I was just doing small modeling gigs. Mm -hmm. So like it wasn't making me a lot of money, mm -hmm. but it was doing what it could for me. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this with a breeze. I moved into that room. I literally the day she moved, as soon as she took her last little TV out, mm -hmm. I said, push, <laughs> push all of my stuff into her room. And I said, it's go time. Literally. When was this? I started um 2019. Okay. Cause you so you'd already started to say less. I mean sorry, say clean. No. So, so excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So I moved here in I had my dates so wrong. I'm so sorry. So I started my business in 2019 of December. Of December. Okay. Yes. December of 2019. Yes. And then you moved to Atlanta. Uh, January 2019. 2019. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who who lived here in 2018? It wasn't me. It was not me. You were um you had you were living in a uh, roommate situation. Mm -hmm. You moved down here, roommate situation, and then she moves out, you level up. Mm-hmm. 
was and you leveled yourself up before you started say clean yes mm. so i was just like whatever you do post on instagram post on instagram post 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 mm -hmm. post at this time we had met um corey Oranger and justin and they're just like why do y'all like going to the club like <laughs> what is this and i'm just like please let us live and they're like it's the same songs and i'm like not to me i like dancing i like being free they're like go get you some real money like start a business do something and i had already had my cleaning or excuse me my clothing line at that moment mm -hmm. so uh justin was just like you need to go on shopify and you need to just like start looking at all the apps and you need to just work and i was just like mm, mm -mm. <laughs> like I, I like my life like this like i'm okay okay it was a I'm party okay. life it was party and modeling that was it mm -hmm. okay. i mean that that was like connected to it we get off work we go kick it like <laughs> that that's what it was okay. and then i was just like do you really want to be a turn up girl that's that's who you want to be like i'm i'm telling you this is this is me evolving like i'm like this is who you want to be mm -hmm. okay girl you got it so um Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank you all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play podcast. And thank you for watching the Work and Play podcast and all the episodes before. Now let's get back to the episode. I just, over time, I had met a guy and he was a doctor. And I was just like that was the life that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I just started seeing, like I started talking to him, having conversations and I was just like, this is crazy. Like, this is the life that I wanted. I can't live this life making 600 plus dollars. Like, I can, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, it's, it's not matching. Mm -hmm. It's not matching the life that you want and it's not matching the life that you like think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, just everything he was doing was just goal oriented. And I said, get it together, get it together, get it together. My friend moving into the house was still not enough for me. And I was like, get it together, get it together, get it together. And just over time, um, I ended up cleaning um, Justin and Corey's home. <laughs> and it, it was random. Like I was literally, I was just like, you need more money. Like, why am I not making $7,000 a month? Like I, we're literally sitting here watching them fold up shirts. <laughs> like. Mm -hmm fold up chart and I'm just like oh, they're just making so much money like what are you doing mm -hmm. and Justin was like we just don't have our cleaning lady anymore what are we about to do and I said like, I'll clean <laughs> I love it I'll clean yeah. and I was like he was like how much I was like whispering to my friend like girl how much should I charge them <laughs> and she was just like okay well when we get home we'll talk about it like I was like okay bet and I was like I'll clean he said come on Monday came on Monday took care of it mm. that was like my first 60 dollars <laughs> cleaning his bathroom in his room yeah i said oh mm. yeah did he like your services he did girl this is before you even started he your did. business and i okay look <laughs> justin knows this now because i had to confess to this i said because when i start doing interviews i'm going to tell them that i lied to you <laughs> and he was like girl <laughs> like, <laughs> what did you lie about because i told him that i clean homes and i really didn't <laughs> So you really had to make it good. Yes. I was like, that's the that's the epitome of like fake it till you make it. Yes. Like, I'm about to make it look real professional. When I tell you I scrubbed his shower for 30 <laughs> minutes, I was in there like, you said you clean houses, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I, I went in, yes. <laughs> and I took the before and after pictures. And looking at them now, embarrassing. 
it's completely embarrassing. Mm. And I just, over time, I was just like, okay, whatever. And I was like, I don't really want to clean. Wait, what was embarrassing? Oh, the way I did his tub. It, it just, to me, it now. It up to part based on what you like Yes, now. but I like now. Oh. I said, girl, what was you in there doing? <laughs> like, mm. you, were, you were scrubbing for nothing. So he gave you a shot. He was the first person that gave you a shot. He did. Nice. They were the first, they were my first, excuse me, my dad was my first example of business, but they were my first the active business. I never seen my dad working. Mm, okay. I always seen my dad in work clothes. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm. Went to his job a few times as a kid. Never seen him working. I seen them folding those shirts yeah. over and over and over again. And I was just like, that's something that you love. That's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So just over time, um, when I had my clothing line, I was talking to my friend on the phone and he said, Mercedes, which one is going to make you quicker money? Right now you want money. What are you gonna, like, what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. You have to buy products. You don't have money to do that. Having a service-based business versus a product-based business is two different things. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, it's not, it's business. And he said, it is business. But how you have to market for it, how you have to get models and do this and do this and this. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And he said, do you have clients? And at that moment, I only had three clients. I was going to one person one time a month. I was going to Corey and Justin's house and then just some random lady who called me on Instagram. Cause I was posting, nice. I was posting it on my regular page. Yes. And then just one day, my friend was like, "You need to post more. Like, if you want money, get it." And I was like, "Okay, that's what I want, apparently." <laughs> and I just started. I made a cleaning service page, and I just went crazy. My first lady called me. Literally, I posted four pictures, and the lady called me. I was on the phone sweating sweating i said this lady wants me to come clean her house why I, I didn't show my face i didn't show anything all i showed was the the little flip or the transformation yeah and the lady was just like can you please come today mm. i'm about to go to the gym i have stuff to do i don't have time to clean i said i'm on my way at this time i did not have a car so i ubered and i was just like this is so demeaning i'm being a cleaning lady and i'm getting in an Uber to clean, like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't what you envisioned. And I went to that lady's house and she took, again, the tub. She was like, I don't like my tub. And mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, next time I come back, I can. Oh, she didn't like it afterwards? She did not like mm. it. And that was, that was, excuse me. So that was my first bad review, but I didn't take it as a bad review because I was, still, yeah, I, I was still like just in my first processes. So I mm -hmm. was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, after her, I just posted her place mm -hmm. and I posted like eight pictures of her place. Mm -hmm. Phone ringing. Yeah. 2009, excuse me. I started in December, 2019. COVID hits. Mm -hmm. Phone ringing. Mm -hmm. DMs going crazy. Mm. I said, girl, why do these people want your services? Because you have a service-based business. Right. <laughs> because I've been posting my, my yes. results. <laughs> like, this is why people are trying to talk to you right yes. now. And I, d I just took full advantage of that. And I said, this is the most, when I, I forgot to tell you, I was super shy. 
So this is the most I've ever talked to people in my life. Mm. And I just realized today, I looked at all of the clients and I was just like, how did you get 200 people and have 200 conversations? <laughs> how did you do that? And mm. I was like, you're like not mentally thinking about your womanhood. You're just being a woman. Boom! I'm trying to tell you. Girl. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. I said, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love and just over time, I started learning more about business. I joined the morning meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, I started meeting other entrepreneurs. I started at every time that I heard, every time I went to the club, I just could not think. I was like, when I go to the club, I'm passing out business cards. Then none of the men want my business card. Mm. They wanted my number. And mm. I said, well, this is not a place for me. If they don't want my service, they don't, want I, they don't need to talk to me. Not, yeah. yeah, you don't need to talk to me. Mm. <laughs> and just over time, when I started feeling like that, I said, you got work to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the beginning of this year, excuse me, when I first started um, in August, of 2019, I had hired my first employee, which was my friend. And me and him just started going through houses. Just boom, 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 boom. Tired, we looking at each other like, you sure about this? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm asking him, is he sure about my business? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And he was just like, I just love what you do. Like, and I was just like, mm, okay, I'm doing it, I guess, mm. whatever. And then I don't remember what exactly happened but all i know was that the twist for who mercedes needed to be and who mercedes needed to become just popped up in my mind and i started seeing her no i was in the tub and i was reading you're a bad asss mm. i say this with so many asss <laughs> <laughs> because i know my mama like, go watch this mm-hmm. and like girl <laughs> but um i read that book and i was in the tub reading that book and at the time i was very nervous about reading because i did not finish college and so at the time i was very nervous about reading out loud and so i started reading the book out loud and i said meditate i sunk underneath the water and i envisioned mercedes in a marble house with glass windows and i said yeah the cleaning business is going to get you that the cleaning business is going to get you what you've been looking for, what you've been hunting for. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You need to do it prestigiously. You need to do it being skeptical about the opportunities that you're open to. So when I first started my business, um, yes, I was open to all of the people who are not ethical. <laughs> and just over time, I was just like, I don't want to be here when the police show up. <laughs> Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but I said, you know what? That's not the girl that God called you to be. Let, yeah. let's, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be serious. This is a true business. Mm-hmm. Like, how people handle their lives, I said, I heard the word niche, and it was over with. Ooh. It was over with, and I said, excuse me? <laughs> a niche, right? A niche? Oh, okay. I know who I can speak to, and I know who... I can serve and I know who I can help. People with kids, people who live in single family homes. It's a cute little three bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we make this work. Mm. 
And once I found that, I started just posting more and more and more and more and more. I seen a cleaning lady. She started calling herself the queen of TikTok. Excuse me, the queening. Let me try this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaning queen of TikTok. The cleaning queen of TikTok. Okay, got you. I said, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. The, I am the cleaning queen. <laughs> It's me. What? I said this I. Is a vision of yours? Yes, I said I am the cleaning queen. Like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Oh goodness. Yes, I'm crazy. So I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So how many followers are uh, followers right on TikTok? Yes. How many followers do you have? Not many. I don't even know. It's probably like 400. But That's at a this lot. point, you're at like 17. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, excuse me. No, I just fabricated that information excuse me i i only looked at the likes so i have like 800 and something likes on tiktok and i said i'm running with that because if if you like a cleaning video on tiktok it must have been interesting Mm -hmm. because on tiktok whatever you like it changes your algorithm Mm, so it's literally about to like come up like more cleaning videos gonna come up on their tiktok and i see this is it this is it yeah this is your big break do it do it do it do it do it do it and exactly (laughs) and i said make content make content everyone's just keep talking about this content stuff and i'm just like can we just post on instagram and be normal like please no you have to make content you need to sit down and organize this content i started doing it i started putting videos together i started soothing my voice like hello everyone this is mercedes from say clean thank you for watching i appreciate your support this is how you clean a hardwood floor they ate that up. <laughs> they ate it up. They loved it. And I said, yeah, I'm the cleaning queen. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. beautiful. So just throughout the journey, um, the beginning of the year, I hired four people to be my staff. Um, and although things did not work as expected, that is completely fine. I, I, I'm okay with bumping my head now. I'm okay with accepting challenges. Mm-hmm. I am okay with everything not going my way. I had to learn that. That that was the part of womanhood that was really challenging for me, mm. is that I cannot always get my way. My daddy, my my space name was my daddy owns the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you if that's not entitlement, I don't know what that, it is. That, that, that's what I thought. Mm. This was I mean it owes me nothing. It owes me nothing. I only owe the respect I give to myself and who I show up as. That, that's all the world owes me. So everyone I come in contact with, I want you to have an amazing experience because I feel like I owe that to the world. Mm. And that that's more important to me than relationships. Relationships are the most important thing mm. that you can give. Yeah. So this is how I'm helping the world. That is so beautiful. I love your story. And Thank to think you. that you started this thing off nervous. There's so many women <laughs> who are hearing your story and are one, empowered to just be women, mm-hmm. two, empowered to allow themselves to just be, right? And continue to fi- find themselves. There's there's power in being able to just find yourself. And you're 24, 25? 25. Girl, there's so much more to uncover. I remember I said, like, it's like we're, we're flowers with that one little petal. The one petal. <laughs> once that rose starts to blossom, it's, it's literally done. And um, because, like, I'm all about self-actualization. The Work and Play podcast was, was 
born from a philosophy of being able to like go through transitions and find out who we are and take a chance on like what is on the other side of the unknown and you did all of that stuff in your journey and you still are so like i'm thankful for you being on this couch i'm thankful for your mentors for your mom for your dad for pouring into you i'm thankful for your tears <laughs> Let's let's just be clear. I'm, I'm so going thankful. to cry in the car. Oh we're, yeah, we're, we're, girl, I got <laughs> tissues for a reason. <laughs> we got tissues here for a reason. So I just have one um, final question for you, and uh, I want—I feel like it's a twofer because I want to know what your vision is, and I want you to like really envision envision like what that is. Like we got the we got pieces of the vision, the marble mm -hmm. house. We got the, the queen of, of cleaning TikTok, the cleaning queen of TikToks. We have like bits and pieces, but if you could share with us your vision and um, even some steps on, you know, how someone could, could even get to where you are today, that would be awesome. So let's start with my vision. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> with my vision, I'm getting that marble house. <laughs> yeah. That's there. <laughs> that is installed, Miss. Mm -hmm this brain, okay? So, I truly just, I feel like my heart is into mentoring and I've actually been speaking to a young lady and just speaking to everyone that I come in contact with. Someone had mentioned about cars. I said, put your car on tour. Mm -hmm. You can make $600 passively. All you gotta do is fix the tires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that, that, that's where I went with that. And, I, I say stuff like this all the time, and I say that where my heart is, is being a mentor. So I want to teach people how to build a cleaning business, but not make it look dirty. <laughs> like that, that is my goal, is to teach others how to build a cleaning business. It's not gonna be easy, but it doesn't have to look messy. It doesn't have to be a mess. Do it with structure. So that that is that is my business vision, as well as two, have sponsorships from the companies that we've all used. <laughs> that, that, now that is gonna happen. So when you see it, <laughs> when you see it, just know it was coming. <laughs> it was coming. It, it had to, it had to. Um, for myself, um, I honestly just, for, excuse me, for my vision of myself, I just want to continue to empower people and to make them feel loved. I won't say that everyone I came in contact gave me that energy, but I will give that energy. And I enjoy giving that energy. It feels natural and it feels genuine. Yeah. Like I started to question what genuineness is. And when I was just like, don't think about it, just do it. That's when I learned what real genuineness is. So. Those are my vision. I love it. I love <laughs> that, it. that is the vision. Yes. And then can you tell me the other question yes, that you said? It was if you would um, share a word of wisdom for those women who are on their journey similar to mm -hmm. you. There's somebody right now working in a shoe store or something and she doesn't necessarily know like how she's gonna figure out her next move. So if you can think of a word of wisdom to help another woman like you get to their next step, even to get to get started in their own business, what would it be? I would say get a job as an assistant. Ooh! I would when I tell you, I met a lady. Her name is Miss Tomlin, yes. and she has Tomlin Academy Preschool in Kansas City. I met her, and this is how I met you. 
I'm, try I'm trying to tell you full circle. She had asked David Chance to come. He was her mentor at the time. He she had asked him to come and speak to us. Mind you, we're getting paid eleven fifty. Embarrassing. Yes. So at the time I was just like, this is not making me money. He came in there and he spoke words. Like they seemed magical. <laughs> like he was like, Do you like your job? And I'm just like, No. And he was like, That's all in your brain. When I started working at the Cheesecake Factory, I did not like it. When I changed the way I thought about the Cheesecake Factory, I changed my story. I changed how I lived, I changed how I walked, I changed how I talked. Mm. I said, I'm going into this job, changing how I live, walk and talk. Girl. I t I'm telling you, I stopped saying that I hate my job. And at the time we were a little short staffed, so I went from an assistant to a teacher. Mm. It was three-year-olds. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never been around so many three-year-olds <laughs> in my life. And when I tell you that every, for like three months straight, I was stressed. Mm -hmm. I was so stressed. And I'm just like, they just keep saying Miss Mercedes, Miss Mercedes, Miss Mercedes. I can't take it. <laughs> like, I was like, this is how when people have a lot of kids, they just go crazy. <laughs> and in my brain, I was just like, why are you letting tiny humans defeat you? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're bigger than them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you tell them what to do. They don't tell you what to do. Like, what are you doing? I got my mind together. I said, you know what? I'm not about to play with y'all. I'm like, just watching the way I speak to them. They sit down now. I'm watching the way that I do my lessons. Are you listening? I need to know that you're listening right now. Can you show me examples of you listening? I started speaking like that. I was like, girl, who are you? Like, <laughs> what is going on? So just with me being an assistant, I had to learn to listen mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to um, basically understand structure as well as to understand criticism. And I, I will not lie that I did everything perfect as an assistant, but just every day seeing her get up at seven in the morning was admirable. She got up and she just did what she had to do. And when she came to me and she was just like, I need you to, um, I need you to figure out what you want to do because I'm trying to open up another center. Do you want to be a director of another center? Like, I need you to go to school. I need you to do, 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 do. And I was just like, huh? Mm. You want me to do what? Like, you believe in me like this? Mm. Like, what's going on? And she was just like, I don't hire anybody I don't believe in. And just left the room. I was like, you think so? Me? Mm. Like, okay, you bet. And I had that vision in my mind and I just could not get it out. I was just like, you're gonna be a director, you're gonna be a director, you're gonna be a director. But although things did not work out with that job opportunity, she taught me so much. Yeah. She taught me so much with that. Mm -hmm. And I would advise anyone to be an assistant. You wanna be a boss? Learn from a boss. Learn from a boss. If that, if that entails you getting a mentor, do it, pay for it, do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, do it. Do it. All in all, either get a mentor or be an assistant. Mm -hmm. Go on your own personal journey. I do six month cleanses every year. I have not done my one this year. And I said I'm going to start. I, I said today was the day. Okay. I said today is the day that I start you. my six month cleanse. Now, mind <laughs> you, it's a little strict now. <laughs> So what I do is I don't um, partake in any substance that can alter my mind 
um, so as in like drinking or just anything like that, I do not drink, I do not um, have intercourse, I don't party, I don't hang out as much, and I control my budget mm -hmm. during these six months. Mm -hmm. And every time I do it, I come out more successful. Mm -hmm. And I've done it for four years now. Mm -hmm. This is the first year when I was in a relationship, I was like, I can't do that to that man. <laughs> like, hold on, let me, let me get this together. When that dissolved, I said, do it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, but do it on your own time. You know, don't just do it because you're not in a relationship anymore. No, today is the day. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. but, um, Yes, so just doing cleanses and things like that. Cleanse your mind, free yourself from any habits. So anything that you see yourself doing repetitively over and over and over again, um, change it today. Like just, if you feel like you're just searching on Instagram all day, the moment that you get on Instagram, just swipe off. Just do it immediately. Mm. But what is what did, what do they say? Like your, um, your stalling time in your brain. Mm, it's like, like what, two seconds? Yeah, mm -hmm. two seconds, quick. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. seconds is quick. Mm -hmm. So, hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now, let's get back to the episode. Free yourself, get a mentor, or be an assistant. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, I have really appreciated your story from the beginning to the end. Really? And yeah, I, I think you're going to look back at this and you're going to see yourself like, look at that little flower. <laughs> like, I cannot wait. And then once that thing blossoms, invite me to your Marvel house. I will. Okay. And um, I want to meet your mentees, all of that. Okay. I currently do not have any mentors besides being in the morning meetup. Yeah. I do not, and I've actually had an offer that I have not texted her back. And I need to text her back. Well, you know. <laughs> like, now you know what to do. Now I know what to do. We talked about actions uh, earlier today. So thank you so much, Mercedes, for sharing your story. If there's someone who's listening and someone who's watching and they want to get connected with you, either just to follow your journey or to, to um, tap into your services, how can they get in contact with you? You guys can contact me at Say Clean Cleaning Services. Um, there is a little circle of me going like this. <laughs> Make sure you click on it, follow, like, as well as you can follow me on TikTok at Say Clean ATL. There you have it, guys. <laughs> have a really, really wonderful day. Thank you so much again for joining me. Thank y'all <laughs> for listening. You. Thank you for watching. Until next time, peace out. Bye. <laughs>